Good evening. You are listening to KVMR FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Wednesday, May 4th, 2022. It's 6 p.m., and it's time once again for the KVMR Evening News. I'm Claudio Mendoza. Lawmakers are advancing scores of bills to ensure that women in California continue to have access to abortions and other reproductive care, including a proposed amendment to the state constitution. The California report has the details. On Tuesday, people gathered all over the nation to show their support for abortion rights, including right here in Nevada City. KVMR's Kelly Reese was on the scene and brings us a report before we dive into the topic of water availability with Youth News Corps reporter Fiona Baker. This is the California Report. I'm Alex Hall in Fresno. The leak of a draft Supreme Court opinion to overturn Roe v. Wade has given new urgency to California's efforts to enshrine access to reproductive care in state law. Bay Area State Senator Nancy Skinner, one of the leaders of the California Legislative Women's Caucus, says lawmakers are advancing 15 bills. Not only to ensure that women in California childbearing people in California have every access and ability to utilize services, get an abortion, get their reproductive needs met, but we will also welcome those from other states. State lawmakers are also introducing a constitutional amendment to guarantee abortion access. This is expected to go before voters in November. Meanwhile, rallies were held across the country and here in California on Tuesday in support of abortion rights. In front of the federal courthouse near the state capitol, Jackie Smith spoke with CBS 13 in Sacramento. This is ridiculous. I think we've gone 10 steps forward and now we're going 50 steps back. This is the catalyst for other things to happen if we don't stand up and fight back right now. The same message was heard at rallies held in Oakland, San Francisco and Los Angeles. L.A. County's Office of Diversion and Reentry houses thousands of people with mental health challenges who would otherwise end up incarcerated. But its biggest initiative maxed out its budget last year and can't add any new clients. KPCC's Emily Elena Dugdale has more. Council appearances, please. I'm sitting in Judge Carla Curlin's courtroom in downtown L.A. Today, she's hearing cases involving clients enrolled in a program through the Office of Diversion and Reentry, or ODR. It targets people charged or convicted with a felony who struggle with a severe mental or physical health diagnosis and need housing. But they don't just get housing. They also have access to a team of medical professionals, a therapist, and a caseworker for life. This is number 14 on calendar. The judge addresses a man sitting silently in front of her. He's handcuffed and wearing a blue jail uniform. I originally put you in ODR. If you want a fresh start, this is it. The man's time in the program hasn't been smooth sailing. He picked up another felony. It was brought down to a misdemeanor. But Judge Curlin is giving him another shot. Stay in compliance and you could stay in the program. ODR's medical director, Kristen Ochoa, is watching the proceedings. One thing that is really important to us is to continue to give people many chances. Ochoa said this man will be released soon. 
He'll get picked up by her staffers who will take him home and connect him with the care he needs. We need to make sure they've got their, all their appointments and all their medications. ODR started this program in 2016. Since then, it's diverted over 3,700 people from jail. When I talked to Ochoa over Zoom before court, she said nearly a thousand people have keys to permanent supportive housing. When you see the transformation of folks once they have care and attention and medicine, it is absolutely remarkable. It is something so compelling that I think it can transform um, hearts and minds that this has to be the right answer. Ochoa said another sign of the program's success is that it reunites families. A lot of times it's hard for families to stay connected when someone is so sick to see people reconnect with their friends and families and just live meaningful lives again. It's why we do this work. The program has been very successful. One study found that nearly 90% of participants had no new felony convictions after a year and almost three-fourths had stable housing. Ochoa said the program costs $150 a day per person versus $800 a day in the mental health section of the jail. So that's why public defender Garrett Miller was dismayed last year when the program had to stop taking new clients. It's so effective, and that is why it is currently closed. The county funded 2,200 beds, and those are all full. And there's no money to expand the program in the county's proposed budget for the next fiscal year. Meanwhile, Miller, who's on the board of the Public Defenders Union, says demand for the program is overflowing. It is so well known that many clients will come in and they have heard success stories and they want that. The alternatives aren't good. For most people, it's prison. Jasmine Jones got lucky. Through the program, she has her own apartment in Long Beach in a new four-story building with a great view. I feel comfortable, I feel welcomed, and I feel loved. Jones was previously chronically homeless, and her schizoaffective bipolar disorder was undiagnosed before she got caught up in the system. I got labeled as something that people knew nothing about. They treated me like I was nothing on the streets. But now? If um, I ever need any help, I know who to come to. I just come right down the stairs. I don't have to jump in a car. Right down the stairs are therapists and social workers who help Jones take her meds and track how she's doing. I took a couple steps up the ladder. I didn't look back. I blossomed into a flower, and I like it. She said she's growing alongside her neighbors here. People, she says, are now family. For the California Report, I'm Emily Elena Duckdale. San Diego County has launched a first-in-the-nation program to provide free legal aid to detained immigrants. KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado has more. A year and a day after San Diego County Supervisor Tara Lawson-Reamer introduced the Immigrants' Rights Legal Defense Program, she stood in front of the county building to announce the initiative was officially up and running. We are declaring with one voice that our justice system must be based on facts and law, not access to wealth and resources. The program will be run out of the county's public defender's office and be funded by the county to the tune of $5 million. Lawson Reamer says she hopes this program can provide the help extended to her family during a dark time. My great-grandfather Max escaped persecution in Ukraine. 100 years later, our country is still a beacon of hope. Only detained people will qualify with the ultimate goal to grow the program to help anyone who needs legal immigration aid. For the California Report, I'm Kitty Alvarado in San Diego.
Support for the California Report comes from the Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. The California Healthcare Foundation, working to build a more effective, compassionate, and just healthcare system. On the web at chcf.org slash health equity. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, May 4th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Alex Hall. Thanks for listening. And now for regional weather. In Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight mostly clear with a low around 54. Thursday, partly sunny with a high near 70. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight increasing clouds with a low around 39 degrees. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high near 59. And in Sacramento, tonight increasing clouds with a low around 54. Thursday, more clouds with a high near 80 degrees. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Rallies were held in many cities on Tuesday in response to the leak of the draft Supreme Court opinion to overturn Roe v. Wade. In Nevada City, citizens gathered in front of the county courthouse. KVMR's Kelly Reese was on the scene and brings us this report. On the evening of May 2nd, Politico announced they had obtained an initial draft majority opinion, written by U.S. Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito. The title of Politico's revelation? The Supreme Court has voted to strike down Roe v. Wade. In the draft, Alito writes, We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision. The following day, Chief Justice John Roberts confirmed the authenticity of the leaked opinion. This is the first time in modern history that the public has seen a Supreme Court draft decision while a case is still pending. The immediate impact of the ruling, as currently drafted, would end a half-century guarantee of federal constitutional protection of abortion rights. Instead, leaving it up to individual states to decide whether to restrict or ban abortion. By 5 p.m. Tuesday, after gaining steam through Instagram posts and email chains, a protest gathered in downtown Nevada City, on the steps of the Nevada County Superior Courthouse. A group of roughly 100 Nevada County residents turned out to protest the possible overturning of Roe. Many were chanting, and quite a few carried signs, as the group migrated from the courthouse, marching through the streets of downtown Nevada City. Hi, I'm Sari Robinson from Penn Valley, California. I'm here in support of abortion rights for all women in this country. How did you first hear about the initial draft leak? My friend from Sebastopol called me. What was that call like? Confusing. Honestly, the fact that it was a leaked document was really confusing to me because I I didn't know that that ever happened. So I guess that was the first time that I'd experienced something like that. What are you feeling about the document and how did you feel when your friend called you? Um, I'm not surprised. I feel like we're watching the GOP on this vicious rampage and um, the effects of 
the Trump presidency are leaving a nasty stain on our country and on our freedom and on our civil liberties. And I'd like to see that stopped. I'd like to see us course correct immediately because we are enraged and we need to pound the pavement and get loud and make sure that our elected officials know that we are not down for this reversal and we want abortion to be protected forever. California is a nice safe haven, but it just because I live in a bubble of protection doesn't mean that other people everywhere shouldn't have the same exact freedoms and rights. It says womb tang clan ain't nothing to f with. My name is Mandy Sanders and I'm from Camptonville, California. Why did you think it was important to be here today? Oh my gosh, there are so many reasons, but um, body autonomy, it's a right that everyone should have. And I mean, it goes really deep. I mean, it definitely wealthy people will always have access to these kinds of things. It definitely feels like a class war, an attack on low income people. So that's a big reason, but there are, there are many. I'm Carol Turner. I live in Nevada City. Abortions are not going away. Women who can't afford to travel out of state pay the price. And it's usually women of color. Women are not going to stop having abortions just because it's against the law. That's the way it was pre-Roe. Kathy Dotson, and I live in downtown Nevada City. And why is it important for you to be here today? Well, it's women's rights, and women's rights are human rights. And I have two daughters that are young, and I want them to grow up in the United States that is free and where they have every safe access to the health care that they might need. What did reading the draft initial document make you think about the future of the country? Um, I was shocked, but unfortunately I was not surprised because I think the Republicans have been working on this for decades. Um, but the fact that it will this decision, if it really truly goes through, will only further divide our country. How far have we come in our young democracy? Pretty far, pretty far. And we are, we're going back essentially 50 years. It's ridiculous. And it is so sad to think that my children might grow up in a, a country where we're not moving forward. Sure, my sign says, if it's not your body, it's not your decision. <laughs> I'm Roxy Dotson, and why are you here today? I saw the whole news about the decision being leaked, and it just made me very mad, and I think that abortions should be... Uh, sorry. <laughs> they should be safe and legal. And how old are you? 15. 15. Is this a topic that your friends are talking about since yeah. it's been released? Okay, so it's yeah. pretty hot news. Do you go to Nevada Union? Yeah. Was there much talk about it today at school? Um, not many of my teachers talked about it. I did, my art teacher talked about it a little bit. I was hoping that more of my teachers would have talked about it. <laughs> did your friends discuss it when you got to school? A lot of my friends didn't know until I was telling them. Like, uh, I was talking to someone about it in my English class and they like didn't know at all until I had told them and then they were like so like astonished by it. Yeah, my name is Annabelle Funk. I live in Nevada City. And what were your feelings? Honestly, I started crying. Um, I just feel like it's 2022 and it's our bodies, it's our right. And I don't think that anybody should take that away from us. I think it's yeah. important to show that, that we won't stand for injustice and that we'll stand up when things are wrong and to try to make a positive change.
were you surprised when you heard the decision? I was heartbroken. I was really, really heartbroken. I couldn't believe it. And I feel like it's it's a slippery slope to other rights being taken away. It's a gay rights, gay marriage. And I think it's really important to set set a standard that like we won't stand for we won't stand for injustice as a community, as Nevada County, as the state of California, but also as the entire United States. But yeah, this isn't what our country's about. It makes me feel scared, but I also look around me and I feel a lot of hope because I think that we can stand up for our rights. I just feel like if we stand up together and if we come out to the streets and if we protest and if we sing and if we shout, there's a chance that we can actually make a change. So it says, our bodies, our minds, our power. What's happening to our water? To address this question, KVMR Youth News Corps reporter Fiona Baker spoke with representatives from the South Yuba River Citizens League and the Nevada Irrigation District. Water availability is constantly changing as new resources come out. So where did we start? Here to talk on the subject is a member of the organization Circle. Hi, my name is Aaron Zettler-Mann. I'm the Watershed Science Director here at the South Yuba River Citizens League. I've been in this position for a little over two years now. Now, how has Nevada County's water availability changed over time? Yeah, it's an interesting question, and I think there are two ways that we can think about it. Climate change is changing water availability Sierra Nevada-wide and really worldwide. We're seeing less frequent but larger intensity storms. In addition to that, We've done a pretty impressive job moving water within a watershed and between watersheds for irrigation, industry, and residential use. What was Nevada County's first water irrigation system? My guess, and I'm not sure about this, but my guess is some of our, the indigenous people in the watershed had some form of irrigation, the Nisanan, Konkau, and in the upper portion of the watershed, the Mountain Maidu. After that, I'm certain that miners were using some form of irrigation. Why has water availability changed in Nevada County, if it has? Well, like I mentioned earlier, I think climate change has certainly changed water availability recently and will only continue to do so. In addition, we have a pretty impressive ability to modify our environment through canals, dams, and reservoirs to change water availability and put it where we need it, ecologically for better or worse. Thank you so much. Now that we have our history down, it's time to focus on the current water availability in Nevada County, including water conservation, access, and programs. Here with me now is a member of our local irrigation district, NID. My name is Casey Strong. I am the water efficiency technician at the Nevada Irrigation District. I have been with the district for six years and been in this position for five. What is the leading issue with water conservation in Nevada County? The leading issue that I would say is that we have a lot of residential users in our area and the treated water that we are regulated by the state to conserve is mainly used by outside irrigation. And so when people use the water outside, they're using more water with their landscaping. And that is where we need to target our focus on reducing the water consumption in the area. What is our current situation compared to Southern California? We were just in a webinar today regarding the state as a whole, and a lot of the state 
northern and southern California actually are sitting good with our water conservation and our water uh, supply. Right now, the district is sitting at about 87% of our reservoir storage. And then the part of California that is struggling is really the Central Valley. Um, so that's where the when they're asking for conservation, it's really because the Central Valley is struggling with water. Has the drought affected availability? So NID's water comes specifically from uh, surface water. So if we don't get a lot of rain and snowpacked, we don't have a lot of water storage. So the storm in December really helped our um, reservoir levels and the snow surveys that we have. Um, but moving forward, we are sitting with about 104% of average uh, currently and then 87% of capacity. So um, we're leading good moving into the summer months. Are there programs for people who have less water available than average? In Nevada County, there are two types of water supply. You have surface water supply and then you have groundwater supply. Um, yes, we have been seeing with the drought that people with wells are having issues or seeing that their wells are going dry. We hope that if they do have a dry well, that they're in the area where we can then supply them with treated water. But as a treated water supply, um, we don't see issue with the water supply, just with customers with wells. And for our listeners who don't really know what water conservation is, would you mind describing it? So water conservation is more just learning how to change your behaviors to be more efficient with your water use. Turn off the tap while you're brushing your teeth, uh, water your lawn in the morning and late at night to avoid evaporation, um, things of that nature. So just changing your behavior to use less water so that we have more water for future years. Perfect, thank you so much. Do you think you have access to water? Well, if you don't, this interview may have explained why. Droughts are definitely an issue and it's an issue we can work on together to fix. Thank you for listening, and remember to conserve water this summer. This has been Fiona Baker for KVMR. This story was produced as part of KVMR's Youth News Corps, with support from the National Federation for Community Broadcasting and the Community Counts Initiative. For more information about Youth News Corps, visit kvmr.org slash youthnewscorps. That's our newscast for tonight. You can listen to it again on our website, kvmr.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. KVMR gets support from you, our generous listeners, and for businesses like the Hog Farm Hideaway, a family-friendly musical campout June 10th through 12th at the Black Oak Ranch in Laytonville. Featuring three nights of String Cheese Incident, Galactic, Infamous String Dusters, and 30 bands on three stages hogfarmhideaway.com and Sierra View Medical Eye Incorporated serving Nevada County's eye care needs since 1965 providing optical services cataract and glaucoma evaluations also treating diseases of the eye Sierra College Drive Grass Valley svme2020.com thanks for listening and thank you for supporting community radio I'm Claudio Mendoza have a great evening
We'll see you right here tomorrow at 6 o'clock for the KVMR Evening News.